Welcome to Chatting with Chemeketa, the show where we talk about everything related to college. Whether you're someone considering coming to Chemeketa, a current student, an alum, a member of the community, or part of our local business and industry, we've got you covered. I'm Marie Hewitt, Executive Director of Institutional Advancement for Chemeketa Community College, and I'm filling in for our president, Jessica Howard. Well, good to be with you, Marie. I'm Les Wilgus, and I'm happy to be back for our listeners who have kids or family members in high school. This is an episode just for you. We are going to talk about how high school students can earn college credit before they even graduate from high school, that is. And later in the program, we will have information about the all-important driver's education. I think when your kids learn to drive, that's probably one of the most stressful parts of parenthood. But before we start talking about that, let's welcome Sarah Hastings and Myra Garcia to the show. Hello, ladies. Hello. Thank you, Marie and Les, for inviting us to the program. Yeah, so happy to be here. I've always thought, in fact, I knew that you can get high school, you know, college credit while in high school, but maybe you can uh, fill us in on exactly how you can do that and um, how anybody who's listening to the program can get a head start on this. Sure thing, Les. High school students have a lot of options when it comes to earning college credits. Chemeketa has early college high school, opportunities for high school students to take college courses on their own, and of course, one of our more popular programs, College Credit Now. Depending on whether the student is interested in taking college courses on the college campus or at their own high school, we have options to fit every student's interest and budget. Chemeketa is so committed to supporting our high school students that we were even awarded a $1.2 million federal grant to increase college credit offerings in career and technical education, as well as for our rural communities in the district. Yeah, as Sarah mentioned, um, I actually come from a rural high school. I grew up in Amity area, so I come from Amity High School, and I was actually firsthand able to experience the challenges that rural high schools face um, when you are trying to get ahead in these dual credit opportunities. Um, So having this FIPSI grant awarded to us to be able to help expand on those CTE options has been really amazing, especially, like I said, the focus of it is the growth of CTE offerings in rural high schools. Our team was able to be expanded. So originally, our team only consisted of myself and our other colleague, Marlene Sandoval, handling all of the in-house things with the program, as well as advising. Um, Our program is very, very big. Um, We serve over 2,000 students in a year, uh, 40 high schools. So two advisors for this big program um, is a lot to bite off. Um, So we're really happy when we got this grant and we're able to get two more advisors. I became the um, grant coordinator at that point. And then we're also able to get a program support person that will just help us with the in-house things. So this is really able to help us um, gather some momentum um, with helping students be aware of these opportunities in high school and get the proper advising. And we're talking students that just need help registering, you know, applying for a K number at Chemeketa, Mm -hmm. um, becoming a student with us, and how they can actually even just log into their portal and access their Canvas account, all of those things that are super critical um, that we never had the support with before, we're able to do with this grant. So we've been able to advise over 450 students in dual credit specific CTE courses. One of the highlights for me is being able to host um, 200 McMinnville High School students. Um, and McMinnville High School, as we know, is kind of in and it's a, it's a very unique school in the sense that. <laughs> It's kind of in a rural area, right? So it's in a rural area. They have lots of opportunities, but we still have a lots of students ar- surrounding mm-hmm. um, in 
smaller rural communities that do attend McMinnville High School. So we hosted them on our campus um, to expose them to the wonderful CT program Chemeketa has to offer. Um, and that was a big highlight for us. It was a lot of work. I bet. Um, wow. But very, very positive experience. And a lot of students were able to see Chemeketa as a place for them to come once they do graduate high school to join, not just as a transfer degree, because I think a lot of students in high school consider Chemeketa um, as a place to get their transfer degree. Um, but more so to see the really cool things that we have to offer outside of that, which are CT certifications. Um, So that was really wonderful to be able to um, share that with the students. Um, And because of this wonderful grant that we have and the money that was awarded to us, we are able to offer free classes um, to students outside of the high school. So outside of our traditional dual credit program, we are offering classes for free um, outside of school hours. So students are able to take these classes online. We pay completely for tuition and for the books that they need to be in these classes. Um, And we do, I'd say, offer a hand-holding experience in the sense that once kids are wrapped up with these classes, we do offer some of our summer programming to them. So we have the Bolt Summer Program coming up. Um, information about that will be on our website in early May. Um, but we're able to um, help 500 um, um, high school students in our service district, upcoming graduates, and um, our um, upcoming juniors, and they'll be able to take free classes this summer. So they are five-week accelerated classes, um, but they get to take them completely for free. I have to ask you, you've just provided a wealth of information. Yeah. I'm trying to make mental notes of everything <laughs> that you're saying, but I'm sure the big question that a lot of our listeners have right now is, how can my student, my child, get involved with this? What do they do? What are the steps? Yeah, you know, and I kind of had the same to dovetail with it. I was wondering, okay, if someone is in high school and they have no idea that this exists, what's the first step that they know that exists? I also have another question. Just from my own personal knowledge, uh, what is CTE? Perfect. So CTE is career technical education. So it's definitely more of the hands-on component of education. So these are programs like our building inspection program, um, nursing. Okay. Um, so definitely more hands-on careers versus, you know, your traditional sitting in a classroom listening to a lecture. Um, I, I, just, I just wanted to def- that define yeah. acronyms will, you know. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Right, no, thanks. so CTE that is exactly that. And the way that students do get informed is a little bit of a challenge. It's a challenge that we faced and that we're really hoping on being able to connect with a lot more of our counselors at our high schools. But typically in our traditional dual credit program, it is based on how many teachers we have approved um, in a certain school. So this is why for rural high schools, it can be challenging. We are a traditional dual credit program, meaning that the um, instructors that we have in our dual credit program um, can teach as an adjunct faculty member here on our Chemeketa campus. Um, So they have masters in content areas. Um, The trends now for teachers in high school um, don't require that, right? There aren't a lot of high school teachers getting a master's in a content area. They're definitely getting um, a master's in education, a master's in teaching, Um, but So it makes it a little challenging for our um, dual credit program to be able to offer um, the same amount of classes at every high school. Um, So it is very based on how many students, how many teachers we have approved in that area. And we work really well with our high school counselors um, to let them know who is offering these classes. And we really rely on the teacher that we have at the high school to um, inform their students when they are enrolled in their class because these classes are literally a part of the regular bell schedule for a student. So 
the student in high school doesn't necessarily come to Shemekata to take these classes or anything okay. like that. So okay. these are taught at their high school during their regular school day um, by a high school teacher that um, becomes approved through our program. Can they come to Chemeketa, though, to take some classes? That's a great question, and the answer is yes. So <laughs> we have... That's a good answer. <laughs> yes, it is. We love our, our high school students on our college campus. And so early college is what we would call that, and it's a great option for students who want to take part in college while still in high school. Myra very eloquently described our programs that are offered at the high school, and we have equally robust programs on the college campus for students that want to have a different high school experience. So coming to the campus, taking uh, classes with college faculty, and having that college experience while still earning credits for college and also satisfying high school degree requirements. So that's a great option. And students can take part in this for free. Their districts sponsor them to take part in college courses. We have robust offerings on the South Campus of Salem. We also have offerings in Woodburn and at our YBC and Polk locations. So I just want to be completely sure about what you've just said. If you are a student in high school and you opt to take college classes, whether at your high school or at Chemeketa, it's free. Not quite. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. So our um, College Credit Now program, our traditional dual credit program, which is the program where students take these classes at the luxury at their high school, right? The convenience of being at their high school taught by their high school teachers. That comes with a fee of $30 per year. Oh, Oh, that's that's not very, very astronomically small percentage compared to what a student would pay here. $30 for the year. For the year. So that means if your high school offers five college credit now classes, um, then you only pay $30 to take all five. Not $30 each. Nope. $30 period. Period. A whole year. Wow. Yeah. So it offers an incredible amount of savings. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can only imagine a high school student could, I guess if you're a high school student and you're trying to get ahead, it's a really, really smart way to do it by saving lots of money. Um, We typically offer classes like Writing 121, Writing 122, Math 111, Math 112, those core classes that you would need um, essentially for the most part if you're trying to transfer to a university. Um, And we offer a lot of CT offerings. Um, I will say that we are very strategic in our advising Mm -hmm. for these classes um, because these uh, dual credit classes do have implications for students, um, especially for Oregon Promise. So if a student does take any kind of college credit um, at their high school, whether on campus or at their high school, it does count towards their 90 credit limit with Oregon Promise. Um, So we don't try to advertise this as a free-for-all, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Take as many college credits as you can. That's not the intention. We want um, students to strategically take college credits that work for their plans outside of high school when they do decide to come to a community college. Can I I ask, so uh, let's say one of these classes that they want to take, is that taken in conjunction for high school credits? So they're, t- they're getting high school credit and college credit at the same time. Correct. It's not like you're staying after school until 6 p.m. to take an extra class, Correct. right? Well, I would like to say that that yeah. is an option for students as well. Mm-hmm. So if you are choosing to, um, maybe you want to take an additional course because you know what your plans are after high school graduation and you want to take your classes during the day at your high school, we do have the option for students to do underage enrollment in our college classes as well. And so 
Students can participate as part of larger programs like College Credit Now or Early College, but they can also just choose to enroll. Um, and for those, generally, they are self-pay uh, if someone wants to just come to the college and take a class, but that's sure. always an option. And I would be remiss to say that our uh, our options are also available for homeschool students. So oh. um, that's an important thing, and we don't want to forget about our homeschool population. Sure. Okay. So can a student potentially finish their degree for transfer, their associate degree for transfer, before they even graduate from high school or at around the same time? Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, whether you're um, doing college credit now, especially at McMinnville High School, who with a robust offering of dual credits there, but also in our early college programs. We have plenty of juniors and seniors who are well on their way to finishing their associate's degree really? at the time of high school graduation. Mm -hmm. Then did you notice ahead of time, Marie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I find that amazing. So you can, let me get this straight. So you, while you're in high school, junior, senior, whatever, yeah, how early can you start taking that? Less, we do have some students as early as 14 or 15 years old. And that's... Um, um, for those students, they have to talk to me. They have to talk to me directly. I, um, okay. I'm the approver for the college of all of our under 16 students, and so we just want to make sure that they're ready to start being on a college campus. Um, but and uh, also that they know that this is going to be on their permanent college record, so they can't just yes. be goofing around. This isn't <laughs> high school fun. This is serious college. Well, the 14 and 15 year olds that we see in our program are typically placing into calculus, mm -hmm. physics, um, higher level writing classes. So and so. So back to that question, you can you can feasibly finish all those courses for an associate by the time you're out of high school? Yes, we wow. we are featured in commencement ceremonies at wow. graduation. That's amazing. That is so awesome. You two have shared so much information about this program, and I'm sure our listeners are going to have a lot of follow-up questions. If you want to know more about high school programs at Chemeketa, write to us at chatter at chemeketa.edu, and we'll answer your questions through email or on an upcoming show. Thank you, Sarah and Myra, for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, let's take a break right now, and when we return, we'll be shifting gears, literally, to talk about driver's education. We'll be back in about 30 seconds, so stay tuned. Does having a career in a medical field interest you? Consider anesthesia technology. The Willamette Valley is in need of trained anesthesia technologists who work alongside anesthesiologists at our local hospitals. It's exciting and engaging work. So if you're the type of person who wants to incorporate your caring for people into your career, anesthesia technology is for you. Learn more at go.chemeketa.edu slash anesthesia. Welcome back to Chatting with Chemeketa. I'm very excited to introduce our next guest. It's Sarah Weisenhunt with the Community Drivers Education Program. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Sarah, your position? Yeah, I am the High School Partnerships Coordinator for Chemeketa. And so one of my roles is to help coordinate driver's education. Driver's education, back when I was in high school was completely different than it is today. I yeah, we, we didn't have cars when I was in high school. Yeah, so we had, we had horse those. riding. Oh, <laughs> you're going way back, Les. Oh, Les. Well, when yeah. I was in high school, we had yeah. these 
trailers and everybody used to sit in the trailer in these simulators they were like video games and you had to drive your simulating car through all kinds of crazy hazards and i remember all the guys in the the class inside the trailer they'd intentionally <laughs> run over pedestrians and it was like it was like the only cars. video game of sorts at the time yeah they don't uh-huh. they still have that kind of a thing um yeah. they do still have simulators but we use vehicles and my <laughs> my experience with driver's education was um using vehicles as well we d- we didn't um have simulators when i was taking driver's yeah. education back in the day as well so tell me a little bit about the driver's ed program that you're involved with at Chemeketa. yeah so um before we get started i know we were talking about some of our anecdotal um stories of driver's education oh this could be interesting yeah right <laughs> so um i actually have a twin sister <laughs> no. and before And so my mom took us to Sprague High School and we were going to practice driving. And if you're familiar with the parking lot there, it's pretty vast and spacious for practicing driving. My sister was behind the wheel and she um, started out and we're thinking, okay, nothing's gonna happen. It's pretty large space to practice. Well, lo and behold, there was one area where there was a tree and a curb. And within moments, she had accidentally hit that one curb and taken the hubcap off of the car. (laughs) Um, Needless to say, it was... Did she blame magnetics? Like there's a big (laughs) magnet on the front bump or anything like that? Oh my gosh. Needless to say, um, it was a moment to realize perhaps we needed driver's education. (laughs) And so um, our parents did enroll us into driver's education and it actually helped us be prepared to become uh, future licensed drivers so for um the driver's education program we we sort of have three areas within um what we say driver's education so there is the actual driver's education courses that you can take um there is also actually a motorcycle team oregon motorcycle safety and skills training oh cool yeah i know right so if you're ready to hop on that harley like you can take some classes and um feel better about driving around on your motorcycle, especially with the the coming sunny weather. Is it just one class or is there, I mean, is there a 101, 102, 103 type of thing? Yeah, there are several um, skills classes for um, the Team Oregon Motorcycle Safety Driving. Um, I don't know if you have noticed, but there are actually lots of symbols in the green parking lot that are spray painted on the actual parking lot itself. And so if you ever walk by there, you'll see what's that weird exclamation? What's that other symbol? Those are actually symbols spray painted on there um, to let you know um, about different motorcycle skills that they're building. And they also have, um, interestingly enough, a little tiny pathway for um, the motorcycles. And um, so there's a little little pathway pathway that you can take the motorcycles into that area to start um, their motorcycle skill training. and then there's lots of different classes that you can take. There is um, beginning classes and some intermediate classes as well. Um, and we actually partner with OSU um, to provide those classes and it's called Team Oregon. How do you sign up for that? Yeah, so um, you can go online. So they're called e-writer classes and you can go onto their website. It is team-oregon.com. 
uh, .org, but we also have a link um, to that website as well. So if you go to our driver education um, webpage, then you can locate it there as well. Okay, so if you go to chmeketa.edu and in the little magnifying search, the universal <laughs> symbol for search, you type in driver's education, mm-hmm. yeah. that'll get get you over to the page you're talking about. Yeah, there's there's three drop downs and one of them is Team Oregon Motorcycle Safety and Skill Training. Okay. And that's not just for high school students. That's for everybody. Yes, that is for folks who are um, old enough to learn how to drive and obtain a um, motorcycle license as well. Um, And then you can also, if you have other further questions, um, feel free to call 1-800-545-9944. And they will be able to provide you with on-the-phone information as well. Now, now if... um you said there's, there's several classes of driver's education and motorcycle. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out what are these different classes? Are they kind of segmented in different ways? Or is it just beginner driving and then better driving? And then, you know, how... how... And then stunt driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have... Um, so correct me if I'm wrong. So we have the motorcycle skills and training, but then we also have the driver's education okay. um, classes as well. And so for the actual, like, learning how to drive a vehicle, um, those classes are available for folks who are between the ages of 15 and 17 um, okay. who already have a um, valid permit. Um, and you can take the course. And as long as you successfully complete the course, that actually waives the um, DMV drive test. Oh, nice. So then uh, driver's car driver's education mm-hmm. is is for 15 to 17 year olds well actually so or... so that's for the 15 to 17 year old um crowd however okay. oh. um and and so that's great because you can get the certificate it waives the drive test however for folks who are 18 and older so adults can take the course as well um is it the same course yes the so, same driver's ed course yeah. Um, who take the driver's education course still need to complete a drive test at the DMV after completing their program. So, oh, why is that? Um, that is just a, a different opportunity. <laughs> because you just can't trust those old people, I guess. <laughs> I know, you know, I know. They yeah. forget what they've learned as soon as they leave. As far as, okay, if someone takes the, the course or not take the course and then go to the DMV afterwards, is there insurance benefits? Um, there can be um, insurance benefits, but what I will tell you, um, statistically speaking, is here I just have a couple interesting statistics oh, yeah, sure, to share please. with you about folks between the ages of 16 and 20 um, taking uh, driver's education for not. So for ODOT statistics, they show that between the year, years of 2020 to 2022, there were 8,129 um individuals between the ages of 16 and 20 that were in a car wreck. So not great. 91.54% of those crash incidents, the individual did not take driver's education. Ah, that's a big number. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And then as far as convictions go, things like, you know, running red lights, rolling stop signs, all of those traffic violation convictions, um, speeding, between 2020 and 2022, there were a total of 6,938 traffic convictions for drivers between the ages of 16 and 20. Um, and 6,513 of those people did not take driver education. So there was 425 people that, that did, but that is 
significant number of people yeah. who had driving convictions and accidents um, who did not take driver's education. So it is a huge benefit to folks to take that that course. So the state doesn't require that young dry- drivers take driver's ed. No, no, it, it is not hmm. required. And but that's interesting. I, I I didn't grow up in the state, so um, but I. I thought it was where I was from, but yeah. I'm not sure. Oh. But uh, judging from those statistics, I strongly recommend <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Do you know what would be the percentage of 15 to 17-year-olds who have taken you know, um, you know, the class or not taken the class? Is there any kind of figure like that out there? Ooh, off the top of my head, I do not Don't have know, that yeah. percentage. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but that would be interesting to figure yeah. that out, yeah. I have heard some parents talk about how it's real difficult to get their kids into classes because there aren't enough instructors. What's going on with that? Yes, yeah. And um, thank you for bringing that up. So we have a huge um, demand for students to participate in driver's education. They are all ready to go and set to be in classes. Um, However, we have uh, a strong need for driver's ed instructors. Um, And so if you are um, 21 or older, and you have your first aid or CPR certification, and you are interested, we actually offer uh, courses that you can take to actually certify you to teach driver's education. So it Hmm. actually helps you learn those skills to then go into the classroom to take students behind the wheel. Um, And some of the benefits are flexible scheduling, smaller classes. Um, You can set your classes. You can work um, between 15 to 25 hours during the academic year and up to 40 in the summertime because we have Hmm. two summer sessions, which I'll mention. Don't let me forget to mention when the next session is. Um, And it's just a really great opportunity for people to teach those essential driving skills. Um, And we are hiring for uh, locations in Salem, McMinnville, Dallas, Staten, Silverton, Independence, and Monmouth as well. And we do have some classes already running in some of those locations, but we have the vehicles ready. We do provide the vehicles for our driver's ed instructors. Oh, that's good. Yes, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to use your own car. And we have um, insurance coverage on those as well. So <laughs> that's nice to have too. <laughs> now, this instructor training—how mm-hmm. um, long does that last? Um, it lasts about two months, and most of the class time is on the weekends. And so, if you're needing to work your other nine-to-five job or during the day, um, it's a pretty flexible time period for you to be able to then become certified to, um, you know teach uh, driver's education. Yeah, that's not bad at all. No, and how cool is that, that you can be out there teaching the next generation how to drive correctly (laughs) because there are so many bad drivers out there that clearly... And then then you know what? You can't sit there in traffic going, oh, these people don't know how to drive. Who taught them? (laughs) (laughs) What a wonderful opportunity. And once you get certified... Do you have to renew that certification as an instructor? Yeah. So every two years, um, you need 15 hours of continuing education credits. And so um, we actually offer those continuing education courses here at Chemeketa. 
And we have folks who some of our are some of our um, driver's education instructors, but we also offer this opportunity to um, driver's education instructors across the state and even in other qualifying states as well. So that that fifteen hours can be any kind of continuing education or. There uh, are you know, program related. Yes, yes, program okay. li- related. We have a series of courses that you can take, um, and each one is about um, seven to eight credits. Um, and so, if you take two within that two-year time period, you're satisfying um, essentially your okay. requirements. That makes sense because there's always new driving rules that get instituted and, sure. and you have to know about everything new that's out on the books. <laughs> you wanted to mention one more thing, and I know we're almost out of time, so go for it. Okay, finally, we have our up and coming summer session. Um, one that is June 21st through July 20th. That's the first of two driver's education summer sessions. And so in order to register for those classes, you have to go online to our driver's education website, Shemekata website, and you fill out the um, pre-registration form. And um, folks are chosen at random so that uh, per location. And then once you are selected, then you fill out the application to then join our driver's education courses. Fabulous. This is such great community information. And I'm so glad you were able to come on the show today and tell all of our listeners. And if you want to know more about what we've been talking about, be sure to email us at chatter at chemeketa.edu. And you can also send us comments about the show or suggestions for future topics. Again, that email address is chatter at chemeketa.edu. Lots of ch, but you'll figure it out. (laughs) And just like that, our time is up. It really goes by fast when there's so much great information to share, but we'll be back next week for Chatting with Chemeketa. I'm Marie Hewlett. And I'm Les Wilkes. Bye, everybody. Bye.